That's right, Chuck. Hello there. Assemble. Ninety-nine nerds. I am here today with Jonathan. Hello, you are. Who are you? Austin. <laughs> okay. And David's here too. The three of us here to talk about in episode thirty-three of Ninety-nine Nerds. We're here to talk about season three of The Mandalorian. Yes. Specifically just the first episode. Yeah, just one episode in so far. So far, one episode's dropped. Um, we are super close to 99 subscribers on YouTube, Sean, at the time of recording. Where are we at? 91. 91. With the, a bullet. The year I was born. 1891, that is. Uh, we plan at 99 subscribers to do a face reveal for you guys. We're excited about that. Yeah. So, David, did you watch The Mandalorian? I actually did. I didn't know we were going to talk about it, so... <laughs> he actually did. Uh, I did, too, guys. I didn't just put it on my list. I actually watched it this time. Nice. It wasn't asking much of you. I think it was only, like, 30-something minutes wrong. Right. But we are also going to talk about something that I did not see. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's true. You guys went to a local theater recently. Me and Dave, we saw Creed 3. Creed 3. You guys saw... Two Marvel villains fight each other. We did. Who's the better Marvel villain? Uh, that's a good question. I guess. longer. Question. We'll have to figure it out when we get there. Kang. Um, we talked about Kang and Ant-Man last time. David dropped some mad alpha for us about Kang. I saw some pretty cool theory videos talking about Kang, about how he might be he who remains. I didn't watch that video. It was like, that was a serious video. <laughs> It was pretty good, yeah. No, wait, that, like, it wasn't just a joke? No, it wasn't. <laughs> because the thumbnail is, <laughs> it's Kang the Conqueror, and then he who remains, it's like, is this the same guy? Right. I thought it was a joke, because like, yes, literally the same. Because it, <laughs> yes. <I'm> it's, not, <laughs> it's literally I actually like my. <laughs> I actually like my version of what that video was supposed to be about better. Yeah. It was, no, it was a good breakdown. It's, it's essentially like time is a loop. He says multiple times throughout the show, time is a prison, time is a loop, time is not what you think it is. He who remains says- And it's money. Oh my gosh. I never thought of it like that. Kang obviously did. Uh, he says multiple times throughout that he's very, very old. He's much older than you'd think. He talks about how he's been called a conqueror and he almost has like a somberness to him where he almost looks back at what he's done in the past with like regretfulness and how he was the one who overthrew all the other Kang variants. And in the movie, all those other Kang variants are kind of afraid of him. Jonathan like, Majors. Like they exiled age. him because he was the biggest Let's threat to them. Here. So maybe he, 33. Oh my gosh. He is older than you think. He's actually younger than I would have thought. Oh yeah. Uh, but he, uh, dang, he's totally threw me into the quantum realm in my mind. I'm sorry. Oh, basically saying like that Kang is definitely not dead. That Kang is going to be the one that comes back. Which and is he, what I said. <laughs> yeah. But I wasn't really listening to you. Wow. <laughs> but this other guy on YouTube. Uh, so anyway, that's just some Kang talk. I think we're probably going to do Kang talk. Kang talk. We could do like a whole segment. Kang talk. Kang talk. Every episode. Because <laughs> there's so much to talk about. All the different yeah. Kangs. Donkey Kang. Lanky Kang. <laughs> Cranky fun Kang. Funky Kang. Yeah. What's his cousin? F Funky? Is that the one who's like a DJ? Oh, no. That's... uh, He's like the big one. Yeah, from N64. Yeah. Oh, God. Lumpy Kang. I don't know. 
definitely not, but maybe. So anyway, David, did you watch Mandalorian recently? <laughs> yeah, what'd you think? Uh, what'd you think, Sean? I always want to get Sean's opinion first for some reason. I was whelmed. Wow. He was adequately whelmed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the thing about Mandalorian. It's they are just completely leaning into the fact that this show is going to be structured in a way where no matter what, in order to do the mission, first Mandalorian has to do a side mission. Right. In order to move forward, like there's a classic reel on Instagram that I've seen a hundred times where it's like, this is Mandalorian in a nutshell. Oh no, we need to save the person, but we ran out of milk. We got to go to this planet and get milk. In order to get the milk, I need to help that guy do something else. And it's just nothing but like all these side quests. Right. And then his ship falls apart. Oh, I got to <laughs> I got to fix my ship to go <laughs> do the other mission. So yeah, that that's they just lean into it. That is what Mandalorian is. But I don't have a problem. Yeah, with I it. love that. Yeah. It's I mean, they said from the beginning this is just a space western. And yeah. Uh, western like sheriff ranger type shows they were the same thing where it was the same formula played out over many times so let me ask you who's the better sheriff mando or rick grimes <sighs> mandalorian rick grimes is annoying what <laughs> mainly because i haven't watched uh any of it <laughs> no, <laughs> you I, have, know. I haven't watched it in a very long time uh so he's back him and michonne are getting their own <laughs> Yeah, they're getting their own spinoff. I know that he came back in the finale, but I don't. I I stopped watching when he left, so I don't know what that was like. I didn't. I don't know. Did he just leave? I didn't watch it. Did I don't he know. die? I don't know. Uh, did he die just like IG Eleven died? Right. So yeah. Speaking of Mando, so I was actually speaking. Of I uh, IG Eleven, but that's fine. I watched the episode, and when it finished, I thought to myself, "That's it." <laughs> but. The more I thought about it, it was like, yeah, actually, I guess a lot happened. I just felt like it was a lot of little things. I like wanted something. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I didn't like was I thought for sure he was going to whip out the, the dark saber, just to right. I feel like that's just what you do, just to stunt to on intro Bo-Katan. the season. Like oh. he's got this weapon still. See though, they did they they showed off his other weapon, right? So yeah, there's what was his other weapon? You know better than most. You've built it recently. Oh my gosh, his Starfighter. Yeah. That thing is a Lamborghini. It's so fast. Yeah, that's sweet. It's just so fast. <laughs> sure. Uh, I really like... Hey, I when his Razor Crest blew up, we were all sad. But if they're going to continue to use his ship in the way they did in this episode, I am all for it. Yeah, that's sweet. The way he comes, comes in in the beginning and then... I mean, the most action-packed sequence in this episode was him getting away from these pirates that are chasing him, which is clearly setting up a future villain situation. But, I mean, that was some top-notch. I was watching that thinking, like, this looks like it's from episode two, where uh, Obi-Wan's running away from Jango. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved it. Nothing but a good asteroid fight scene. Dude, classic. Just freaking vintage Star Wars. Yeah, that was good. You know what's great too about that episode is that just made me smile was uh when he was with the I don't remember what they're called, but like Babu Frick. Yeah. Those those that like uh, yeah. that droid crew. And when you're watching them, they're all just this like ridiculously silly animatronic puppets, like Jim Henson, like nineteen eighty style, like awkwardly moving around. Right. And I just loved it. I was, <laughs> That's what I want in a movie. I don't want this dumb CGI. Yeah. 
I liked it. I, I like the uh, I like his ship, the Naboo cruiser mm-hmm. or whatever, Starfighter. I like the like the droid port is Grogu's spot. Yeah, that's actually I like that's I forgot all about that. That is that that's what that is. Right. I like how like stripped down and like skeletal it is. It's yeah. just like so sleek. I mean, you would know you recently built it. Yeah, you said that. Recently, Sean built that Star Cruiser. You guys remember how last <laughs> last podcast might have been my favorite podcast we've ever done. Wow. Remember when you guys bought me all those gifts? Yeah, that was crazy. We should do that every single time. Dude, every single other fourth year. Okay. Well, next year is a leap year, so that I feel like that counts. I, <laughs> oh, you might miss out on that year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, but the Mandalorian was cool uh, because, well, first of all, that opening action sequence was great. Yeah. Um, was it? I thought it was. <laughs> am, I, am I the only one who thought it was like kind of dumb? It was dumb. Yes, <laughs> it was very dumb, and that's kind of why I liked it. Mm. Because um, first of all, I misunderstood. I thought the kid. Were you like this too? Was, I thought that that was Mando. Yeah, right. And I, I thought, thought, thought this was a flashback. Right. Um, until he shows up, and then you're like, oh shoot. But what was kind of great about that was how humiliatingly they these Mandalorians kept getting defeated by this monster. Yeah. This is a big crocodile. Yeah, That's and I kept thinking, like, this is Massive. ridiculous. Like, you guys, just kill it. Like, you're Mandalorians. I feel... Right. And, but then it went on and on, and I, I feel like this is actually kind of brilliant because it's so... It's like just an extended monster movie scene, and we just <laughs> don't get that anymore and stuff. Yeah. That's Mando's specialty. Uh, what was it? Season one? Where he kills that sand jobber. I think that was uh, Kray uh, Dragon. Two. That was the season premiere of two. Of two, you're right. Uh, that's what he does. He and he kills the, the giant great horn thing in season one. Uh, Grogu saving his life. Just vintage Mando stuff. Yeah. Dinjarin. I was always calling him Dinjarin. That's, and that's not, not right. <laughs> <laughs> and then who says it? I think Bo Katan says it. Dinjarin. Yeah. Dinijar. I didn't like Jar Jar. Uh, I didn't like that crocodile scene because they. They just kept doing the same thing, trying to shoot his scales. And yeah, it's like, it okay, dumb. you so gotta guys, shoot his mouth. Not, you guys, or, it's not working. <laughs> or his underbelly. And then they're like, well, our firepower won't do it, so let's try our muscle and <laughs> rope this thing down with four of us and try to hold it down. That didn't work. I, I actually, on my way here, I I was watching the that scene over again, and the most ridiculous part is the uh, armorer. What's her official name? I don't remember. The lady who forges the stuff. She's freaking standing there with a hammer and a sickle, ready to fight this thing. It's like, <laughs> hold on. Are you the only one that forges this armor? Are you, like, the only armorer? You should probably back off, shoddy. You don't even have a gun. And then she runs in the water. I'm convinced the dude that that was in the water that she saved must be a love interest because she had no weapons and she had no reason to go in that water, but she did. <laughs> she risked herself. This is the way. Mm. That's think what they say, it. don't they? I think uh, Snoop Dogg was one of those Mandos. Oh my God! Really? I'm not kidding. Uh, no, I, I feel like Mandalorians is like I the know perfect place. Is like that. the perfect thing. Like that and Stormtroopers is the perfect thing for a celebrity cameo. That I'm just putting two and two together. I saw Snoop Dogg in a Mando <laughs> costume, and I assumed he's in Mandalorian. Yeah, that's the wrong assumption. Did anybody else get the weird thing of like some of the some of the Mandalorian color schemes and helmets looked like? Bad 3D printed like cosplay. Yes. Let me touch on the Snoop Dogg thing. I'm pretty sure that was for a music video Mm. because that picture was circulating the internet a long time ago. Like, oh my gosh, Snoop's in there. He's not. Um, Second, yes, the the kid's helmet 
There's no way that was forged. It looks like a Hasbro plastic. Yeah. Hey, don't bash Hasbro helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who is seven thousand dollars invested into Hasbro. Oh, no. dang it! We don't have uh, we don't have the helmet we got when we saw Ant Man. Oh shoot! Noah bought a big old <laughs> stupid <laughs> Ant Man helmet that he put his popcorn in. It was legit. It was legit. It lit up. It lit up. I mean, what else can I ask for? Uh, yeah, I, so that that was a little ridiculous. They had to figure out they they couldn't shoot it, and then they're like, "Get up on the Hydra's back," and that that didn't work either. Yeah, and then clearly none of them have ever watched Crocodile Hunter. R.I.P. Steve Irwin. Clearly none of them have ever fought a monster before, dude. I mean, anybody who's watched National Geographic knows that. I don't know how to respond to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anybody that watched National Geographic graphic knows that that gator's gonna death roll, shoddy. And you can't strap yourself to it. And classic Mando, he just rolls in. Uh, first of all, though, so John Favreau's Mandalorian, the one sure. that he plays, uh, Visla, I can't remember his first name. Uh, his helmet is look. Wait, like, that's John Favreau. Yeah, no, it's not. It's his voice. At it's least him. John Favreau is not gonna. Doesn't fit. The man I'm is. Sorry, in he doesn't fit the in that. Armor. He doesn't fit in that suit. I hate I, I love John Favreau, but him and me are. Are kin and that he's not fitting in that armor. I don't know that he's in the armor, but I am gonna die on this hill saying he's in that armor. Oh, okay, because <laughs> I want him to be. His helmet is very like military esque. Like sure. I feel like a U.S. soldier would wear that. It reminds me of like the Halo Three different modded helmets you could get for Master yeah. Chief for in multiplayer. Except apparently his massive gun is basically useless because he unloaded a lot into that thing. Yeah. What are you going to do? Turns out you need more than blasters to stop a 500-foot giant crocodile. You need a freaking Lamborghini B1. Actually, I'll tell Which, you right the now. The angle he took at shooting that thing, I thought, bro, you missed? That you was- just killed all of your friends. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. I was like, that is, the, that is a very risky shot. Yeah, that's right, though. That's how you do it. Never doubt. You know, it's actually a little bit of a disappointment that I didn't realize was a disappointment until the end of the episode where they show the concept art. At the end? Yeah. And they showed how the originally the monster was not a giant crocodile with like a turtle shell. It was a giant snapping turtle. I must have missed and that. And I was so disappointed because I was like, oh, that would have been so much better. Dang. <laughs> Just a giant snapping turtle monster. Because yeah, <laughs> those things are terrifying. That would have explained like... Not being able to like a crocodile will just bite you and drown you and kill you, but a right. snapping turtle will just take your toe off, right? Which is right. not cool. And then you got to live with that. Yeah, I'd much rather just not live. Or you got to live with it attached to you because it doesn't. It never. It bites and never lets go. Never lets go. Dang. When we were used to swim at the lake, swim at the lake. That was always my like secret fear that a snapping turtle would bite my foot and not let go and just sink me down into the depths. Mine was <laughs> purely great white sharks. Well, they are there. You just I, actually, I just saw how to uh, beat a shark in a fight underwater. Oh, all you do is push its nose down, yeah. and they go away. Get get perpendicular. <laughs> <laughs> I've ever seen that where they push them and they, they go straight up and they get confused. <laughs> I don't think they're the only ones confused. So back to Mando, he lands and he's like, uh, "Armor, forgive me for my sins." Right, right, right. <laughs> She's like. Did you take your helmet off? He's like, yeah. And he's like, you already said that. So. But we didn't watch Boba Fett. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so she says you got to bathe in the, the mines of Moria. Pretty much. Yeah. The mines of Mandalore. Right. Sounds but, like another quest. 
Um, but before you get to the main quest, <laughs> but right. for historical context, <laughs> when it. the Empire took over, they went to Mandalore and they destroyed it. They killed all the Mandos, all the Mandalorians, and they destroyed Mandalore. Similar to what our boy in Bad Batch did to uh, Topoca City. I think that's what it's called. On Camino. On Camino. Mm. But Sean already knows that. Yeah, I'll say um, th- that's at the end of Clone Wars, right? That kind of sequence of them bombing. Uh, no, it's Mandalore. in Bad Batch. Bad end Batch. of season one, Bad Batch. <clears throat> no, I'm, I meant Mandalore, not Camino. Oh. oh, Mandalore? My bad. Like, is, yeah. that on, is that on screen anywhere? That There's a flashback scene. They talk about it a lot. There's yeah, not like yeah. a dedicated episode. Because I actually thought um, in The Mandalorian when they have a flashback sequence of that and they show the TIE Fighters bombing, and you always think of like, oh, they drop these like blue balls of light that are plasma and just go Poof. But I liked like how the in Gungans. the- Like Yeah, I liked how in the show they're- Basically dropping nukes, right? And I thought that was visually pretty cool. There was a there was a scene in Rebels where the Empire does something to Mandalore, but I don't know if it was the same event. I don't think so. And um, I know season one of, of uh, Mando, they talk about it too. Right. There's but, some flashbacks, but so the the whole premise is the Empire nuked Mandalore. So everybody thinks that Mandalore is just like poisoned at this point. Like you can't even go there, but. Mandalorian has this artifact that he received from some guy. They don't really dive into it too Which much. It's wild that that wasn't an episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> Him getting an artifact to get to the next point in his mission. <laughs> yeah. So he gets this artifact from the, it's from Mandalore. It's from the surface of the Mandalore planet. And it kind of shows like, listen, if this guy was able to retrieve this, clearly the planet isn't poisoned. So I could go there and maybe go to the mines and bathe in the pool of the mines. Hopefully I don't run into any Balrogs. Am I right? Gosh, I hope so. Dude, if Mandalore fed a Balrog. Well, which would he fight? He Would he fight a Balrog or would he fight the giant tentacle monster that was in the lake outside the Mines of Moria? Both. That's what I want to see. That's his specialty, dude. I feel like he's got the dark saber. Should we just move into uh, kind of Lord some- of the Rings? Sure, yes, of course, <laughs> always. Should we move into some of our predictions for the rest of the season? Because I just want to let it out now. Do it, John. What a shame it would be if he gets to the mines and he doesn't have to fight a monster in the water. Yeah. Gosh. Water. Water. <laughs> Beats you to it. Uh, yeah, that would be dope. What do you think, dude? Uh, I think we're gonna see some. Uh, actually, from what I saw, John Favreau said Grogu spent two years with Luke. What? So Grogu has two years what? <laughs> of experience. Uh, how he, the heck are they going to... F- exactly. He came out and said that, and it makes you think, uh-oh, what is Grogu about to do? <laughs> <laughs> He's about to pull something up. John Favreau should probably get his facts straight, because the book of Boba Fett was only one year after Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah, what the heck, John? That makes no sense. And this has only been one year since the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, but Grogu made his decision not to take the lightsaber, and it doesn't tell you how much longer it took him to take him back. It makes sense because he visits Grief Karga, and the planet Grief Karga's on is completely rehabilitated, and they've completely built it up, and he's now the, uh, what's his title now? Yeah, but that could happen in a day. <sighs> Magistrate? In I don't a know. day. <laughs> but yeah, there was that one part he, he asked about uh, Cara Dune. Right. And I thought yeah. for sure he was going to go, she's dead. <laughs> but she's not. She's. They went with the same. She got recruited by special forces. Yeah. They went with the same story. Some other employer. 
other than Disney, apparently. Right. What's 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 same story? At the end of Mando season two, I think so. They ask her to join the uh, the New Republic forces. Right. Oh yeah. So and, yeah. As uh, well, originally before uh, Disney fired her, she was originally going to be um, in some sort of special forces show. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're still going with that. Well, yeah, well, just, still... it's just you don't have to see her do it. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, we we don't have to revisit that. She's gone. She done got another job. She's trying something. So he visits Crew Cargo. They've got this statue of IG-11, our boy from season one who sacrificed himself to save everybody. There's still a couple pieces of him left in this statue that they harvested from the lava. Sure. Sure. The explosion. <laughs> Uh, from his chest. <laughs> nobody's ever really gone. Sean. What's great about that is they went out of their way to show us him blowing up. Somehow IG-11 returned. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so uh, Mando's like, I need a droid for my next mission. I only Backstory. trust IG-11. He doesn't trust droids because mm. droids came to his home world and destroyed everything. In the Clone Wars. So he's racist against droids. B2 droids specifically. Um, so IG-11 is the first droid he's ever trusted. So All that's right. why he's like, yo, I want that droid. So he takes IG-11's small parts to babu frick and co except it's not really babu frick what what race are they sean i don't know nobody does. i said that earlier i don't know wow you're supposed to be our own yeah there's a lot of like well, you want me, to, you want me to look it up sean i want you to know it dang it okay there's a lot of easter eggs in this <laughs> they had the uh the one the jabba's jabba the hut's pet the oh hut. yeah <laughs> salacious crumb yeah yeah a whole family of them babu fricks were in it yep frick them um, and then the pirates showed up on Grief Cargo's. Did you notice the two droids holding Grief Cargo's robe yes. from touching the ground? That was ridiculous. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> I thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> I loved it. He's going full uh, Lando mode. Yeah, it says they are. That's on, racist, dude. <laughs> it says they are Anzellans. Anzellans. I'm glad you looked it up, Sean. Good call. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, but yeah, Grief. He pulled his uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes basic move. Shut that guy. <laughs> um, no, the the pirates showed up and uh, they were gonna go into a school and like start drinking. And he's like, "Yo, I uh, I redid this whole place. You guys can't just show up and do what you want. Right. That's a school. You can't go and drink in there." And they're like, "No, I think we can. We can go drink in there." No, I mean like there's literally no alcohol there. <laughs> like literally nothing is in there for you to drink. Unless you we want can water, go in there and get a drink if we say we can. Uh, that must have been the bar from the ver- from season one. Where sure, Reef is handing out pucks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they get ticked. There's a standoff. Mando Drax is three of them. No grief. They do a little Western shootout. And grief beats him to the punch. Shoots his gun. shoots his gun like a boss. I missed that one, Sean. Sorry. Do it again. Like the shot, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I asked you to do it again. So Grief shoots his gun. Well, all the other pirates pull their guns, and Mando oh. and Grief just drop everybody around the main pirate. A pew pew, a pew pew. <laughs> Got they em. start pewing people. <laughs> Man, True. The callbacks are immaculate. Yeah. But this set up a future villain that we're going to end right. up seeing. They did future, some world building. Future struggle. So later on. Well, before we get to that. So the the jobbers, the frickers, the babus. <laughs> and zealons. They try to save IG-11 and they can't. And before that, they actually booted up IG-11. But and the problem went, is. And he went rogue. He went rogue. He went back to his original programming to kill Grogu. So they take him to the Fricks, and the Fricks say, "Listen, you need this part. 
this part is really difficult to get. Like, there's none in the galaxy, but this, like, it's over, man. Just kill this droid. And Mando says, I'll get you your part, and I'm going to take three episodes to do it. Right. That's right. Because I'm going to run out of fuel, and I'm going to have to <laughs> gonna need some milk. You know, honestly, a, a part of me likes that because Mandalorian is not, like, in a rush. No. He's like, hey, I mean. It took him two years yeah, he's to like, do hey, nothing. You know, what, like, what am I doing? I got... I got a ship, I got money, I got gas, I got Grogu. I'm I'm not in a hurry. I'm going to rebuild my droid friend. Think about, like, what else are you going to do? No, he's trying to forgive his, or get his sins washed away. Yeah, but there's not a ticking clock for him to do that. You know, he doesn't have to get that done lickety split. Unless, in the next episode or two, something gets introduced. Introduced. I have a hard time believing that he's had the Darksaber for two years unchallenged. All these other Mandalorians are flying around. No, we ha- no, they have it. Have they you seen challenged in Boba Fett? Have you have you seen what those Mandalorians are capable of? Not much. Not much. Running around in their Hasbro helmets with their cables. Yeah, and their f- flamethrowers. The one guy's trying to flamethrow that alligator from like a hundred feet away. Just this will show him. Just pitiful. <laughs> Give me the armor, Sean. <laughs> so hope you like pain. He leaves the planet and he's immediately tracked down by pirates. And they're like, yo, shoddy, you shot four of my bro hammers. You thought you could just get away? You're going to have to deal with the head pirate guy whose name escapes me. King or something. All I know is that his design was extreme. Yeah. Mm. I kind of loved it. Kind of like Davy Jones from uh, yeah. Pirates of the Caribe. But Davy Jones was a octopus man. This is just a moss man. A moss man. Do you think he'll be involved in Swamp Thing? Is this tied to the DC Universe? Um, predictions with the way way things are going probably I think one of the predictions I have is he is eventually going to get captured by the moss pirate I mean they hope so they clearly set that up to be like this guy's coming back he's a we spent a lot of money on the CGI on this guy so I don't know if it was CGI I thought uh, it was I mean it looked like just a bunch of makeup just real life moss well yeah dang I mean it's everywhere it's easy to it's easy to put on has science gone too far maybe so that is the the scene that we were talking about earlier that is just an epic him showing off the capabilities of his ship wrecking people yeah and then the pirate gets in front of him with his pew 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 oh he starts pewing people and he gorian shard nice david with the google gorian gorian shard so he it's gorian shard's got this massive ships and he's like he's like you're done dude we're gonna capture you you're you're toast you You can't can't escape mando and then mando just Flicks the switch, hits the button, and gone. And David, what is exciting about the next scene? The next scene? When they're floating through cyberspace. They're chilling. Cyberspace, we're moving. We're beating Hacker at his games. Dude, that just triggered something in me. Sean, tell me you know about cyberspace. No. Actually, it's called Cyber Chase. Yeah. This is all ruined. Keep going, David. Uh, so they're traveling through hyperspace, and Grogu's looking up at all the hyperspace lines in the sky, <laughs> and they start seeing these shadows. Oh, so that's what I'm saying. There's so many Easter eggs in this episode. Make me so these shadows they start to become more pronounced, and you see it is a purgle. Oh, Sean, are you excited? I don't know what a purgle is. Exactly. So purgle are like space whales that can travel through hyperspace. Cool. And this is what Ezra used to defeat the bad guy in Rebels. I didn't want to ruin anything, so... (laughs) I'm sorry, Um, I ruined it. 
Ezra has animal handling abilities with, through the Force. Oh, has he got like that? He's got that talent unlocked. Yeah. So he uh, <laughs> he can connect through the Force to these whales, and he uses them to travel through hyperspace. The Purgles, dude. I feel like Purgle is a weird name for a light speed travel whale. Well, but in another way, was just trying. Like something. I picture a Purgle as like something really fluffy and small on Star Trek. Uh, or what are the things called in uh, Episode Seven? Porg. Uh, Porgs. I feel like the porgs should have been called purgles. Porgles. And the purgles should have been called porkas. Oh my yeah, gosh. That they kind of look like orcas. Uh, so, purgles. I, my prediction is purgles will have zero impact on Mandalorian. I think it was just a little Easter egg for the Ezra. Yeah. Because they are going to be a massive part of the Ahsoka show. Yeah. And they had to like just sprinkle in a little introduction to say like these it are out there. It sounds like they're very important. Dude, they're legit. They're whales that can fly through space at light speed. Wow. It's almost like I wonder if light speed technology was developed from Purgles. You know how like... Oh, man. It's like Avatar the Last Airbender. They take the juice from their brain. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Like Avatar way of water. That's that's the hyperspace fuel. Holy shiz, dude. (laughs) This changes everything. That's actually really messed up when you think about it. Dang. I wonder what the Purgle industry pays. You think we could get involved in that? Remember when we saw Avatar and the guy is like had a vial of the brain juice and he's like, this vial goes for eight million an ounce or whatever. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> I feel like in the far flung future, I feel like the economy must be doing really weird things if it's only worth eight million dollars. Dude, you traveled to a whole other planet and yeah. harvested their whales and you're only getting eight million. <laughs> I'm like, isn't like one space flight like probably two billion dollars? the trillions, man. Come on. Think about the fuel. This economy. <laughs> <laughs> so he he per, he he plunders with the purgles. Yeah, he's just seeing purgles, as you do. Um, and then he shows up to uh, <clears throat> I don't know what planet, but we see Bo-Katan chilling in her castle, a Mandalorian castle, just a big empty castle, and she's sitting on the throne for the H of it. Which, if you dissect her character, there is nothing important about her. There's no reason she's in a castle right now. <laughs> She's never done anything. What has she been doing for the last two years? She has a tragic backstory. I mean, she said she went to Mandalore to try to unify. U- unite. <laughs> what does that mean? She tried to unite the clans, and because she didn't have the dark saber, they just sent her packing. Yeah, so she's, she's pouting. She's not, Sean. She's pouting on her Quit throne. <laughs> Sorry. Basically says, "You have the dark saber. You can unify him. Why don't you do it?" And he says, "This is the way." <laughs> She says, "Shut the hell up." <laughs> she says, "She says goodbye, Din Djarin." Mm, she said it correct, and now I know how. Thank you, Bo. <laughs> and that's how it ends. Good episode. It was good. Actually, when you think about that as the season one premiere, a little underwhelming. Yeah, I felt well underwhelming because <laughs> season two was like a giant IMAX fight. This giant sandworm event. That's true. Yeah. I, like I said, though, here's here's really what came out of this episode. Where he's showing off his ship way more, and this thing is like gonna be the centerpiece of who he is. He's just, he's got the fastest ship in the Still galaxy. Not as cool as his other ship. It doesn't have the cargo space. It's I mean, no Luthen's ship, dude. Luthen's ship is deadly, but his is fast. It's just so fast, Sean. He stores his. It's not as fast as the Millennium Falcon. He stores his dark saber in his ring. How many parsecs can it, can it do? Whatever. More. <laughs> <laughs> And less. So it was the ship. 
<laughs> it was it was highlighting his ship and then it was a little sprinkle of hey guys purgles exist <laughs> like oh. that was that was the whole episode but the ship sequence was was movie-esque sure i thought that the uh cgi team was bang on on that one good for them taps off to the cgis yeah i mean that town i don't know how much of that was real set versus like those kind of like CG background extended Probably screens. Like six. But the town, I mean, that town looked great. I mean, everything in the show always looks really good. I have yeah. no, I have no hangups about any of that. No quarrel. No, no quarrel. That's good to hear. What would you rate it? One out of 10. Seven. I wanted to see the dark saber and we didn't. Everybody just wants to see lightsabers. It's heavy. That's what I heard in Tire, Boba Fett. Tires, like, our, like that one person commented. Tires you out. Yeah. When David was at Disney. You know, when, when my three-year-old wants to have a birthday party, we hire a magician to pull out a bunny or a rabbit out of a hat because they need tricks to be entertained and they mm. need fancy. I like lightsabers. Right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> David calling out the comments section. That'll go well. Uh, what do you give it out of five stars, Sean? Uh, you noob. Uh, three and a half. Wow. That's seven. Yeah, I think seven. Yeah. I didn't really have a rating, but I'm just going to copy you guys. I didn't hate it. I mean, it, it, a part of me would be like, oh, you know, it wasn't the coolest thing ever. So therefore, it, yeah. I mean, but really, I mean, everything was done well. I mean, yeah. if you had to guess, how long of an episode was that? Because I, I felt underchanged or underchanged. Under- that, what's the right word? <laughs> Short change. Short change. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it did feel like it was 13 minutes long. I immediately just thought, like, you didn't change into enough clothes. (laughs) Happens. I feel underchanged. I need to change more. It happens. It does happen. Um, Probably 32 minutes. Sure. The issue is the freaking recap. You you log in, it's like 38 minutes. No. You got a recap, and you've got the credits. True. Why do they even include the credits? They rip us off. Yeah, I think that episode would have been better if they gave us episode two right away. I think there's only eight episodes. Really? So weigh that. Frick. When does season and four three, start? And three of them focus on Boba Fett. I just saw Favreau's just wrote the end of, or the, just finished season four. Oh, frick. So. Why don't you work on season three, John? Uh, tell uh, the guy. Do you remember who directed this one? No. Sorry. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's the one who did Kurt. My phone's dead. Kurt. <laughs> no, he's got a very unique name. It's the African American gentleman. He's, just he's Ryan Coogler. T- no, he's very talented because he did the other one. Uh, he did the prison. In Andor. Prisoner. Uh, no, no, no. The season one Mando. When they fight in the prison ship. Yes. Okay. He did that episode. He also did. Gosh, Rick Famuyo. Yes. He might have done. What was the episode before the finale I of season two? I don't know. Sean. Is this important? The Seeing Stone not. episode? I don't know. The Seeing Stone. Where Boa Fett comes in. It's and- the episode before Luke shows up. Okay. Yes. It's No, it's the Bill Burr episode. Oh, yeah. Bill Burr. We get his backstory. And, oh, this is why I made the connection. Because that's the episode that we get Slave 1 action with seismic charges. Yes. So that episode had dope ship scenes. This episode. Do you mean to imply dope. that this director has an affinity and a love and appreciation for Attack of the Clones? This. Well, here's the thing. I don't fully understand the director's role. I don't even know what a direct is. So how much say does he have with the CGI ship battles? 
because every episode he's done has had epic shit battles. Because in that prisoner one, that's the one where he is in the cockpit of an X-Wing. Sure. And Filoni is in an X-Wing. And the other, I don't know if it was Deborah Chow. Um, it might have been. One of the other directors, they're all X-Wing pilots. Yeah. And they destroy that uh, hangar that the Mandalorian drops that dude off at. Sure. So that was a really long-winded way to say this guy equals good ship scenes. Okay. I'll and pay attention I to that. We'll give my thumbs up to him. Well, then we should um, predict that all of his episodes will be good ship battles. And I hope so. if not, then you're wrong. If not, I'm 100% wrong. I would predict that uh, this season is going to focus on him returning to uh, Mandalore mm-hmm. and uh, probably accomplishing his quest. And then somehow, uh, one way or another, he eventually becomes the new surrogate leader of the Mandalorians. Because yeah. he's got the saber. Right. What if he bathes in the, the waters, but they are. Gross gross to the point where it changes his, his armor color. <laughs> no his armor color oh it taints <gasps> matte black oh <laughs> dude that'd be sick can't even see him but grogu night. dies because it is poisonous <laughs> <laughs> but Man. you said uh shit battles and it reminded me uh of i'm sorry championship you- <laughs> battle between creed <laughs> I was gonna say, can you enunciate that a little bit better? What did I say? Ship battles. <laughs> ship. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, so ship battles. Championship battle. Creed three. Mm. We went and saw Tell it. me about Creed three. Dude, Sean, the more I thought about it, so I got out of the theater, I was pumped. I was like, dude, Naturally. that is an amazing movie. And then I kind of read some stuff online about people kind of poo-pooing oh, it. Oh, no. Dude, don't ever and I every time with every movie we I see. thought, you know what? I guess it wasn't that good, but dang it, it was good. <laughs> and I'm going to stick to my guns. There you go. This is my rating. Are you ready? Creed 3. 8.9 out of 10. Oh, my word, David. 8.9. David's just dropping 8.9ers. Four, four out of five for me. Eight out of 10. Oh, wow. I don't necessarily want to ruin the movie, mm-hmm. um, but... There, there was a certain part in the movie where I was, I was turnt with oh. a T. Oh my god! Turnt. Alternatively, it made me, <laughs> dude. I was with Tyler and Sean, mm. and I looked over at Tyler, and he was like, "Let's go!" Like he was <laughs> right there with me. It was great. Flashback to us seeing the Batman with Tyler, and one of the many hallway scenes. And I look over at Tyler, <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, "Yes, <laughs> dude, um, we got to get Ty on this pod. Talk to him." A, that's a manly movie. Yeah, that was a great movie, man. And I'll tell you what, the trailers made the movie to be out pretty cheesy. It was mm. like, all right, it's the third movie. Right, right, right. And we've never know. seen a third movie do well in a trilogy. Right. So, except Return of the King. And I'll tell you what, you watch the movie and it, you buy into it. You like, you feel both sides. Have you, you enrolled in a boxing class? Not yet. Mm. There's a few boxing. Um, gyms nearby i feel like it was a boxing class watching the movie dang yeah but we saw it in dolby so we straight up felt the punches oh dolby's the way man dude you know what i've actually started noticing about dolby is how mumbly the dialogue is especially in this movie yes i totally agree with you there was a couple times i had no idea what they were saying yeah it's actually kind of a bummer because it's like they're compromising performance for for clarity (laughs) yeah yeah I mean, uh, Jonathan Majors, I'll say, in that movie is incredible. I mean, he Dude. carries the movie. Yeah. And he's great he is in that. scarier in that movie than he is in Ant-Man. That, he is the Dang. Kang that we needed in wow. that movie. That's disappointing. He's, dude, he's 
Do you want to know like the plot? I don't know. I want to ruin it, but I would love to talk to you about it. I'll be I'll be honest with you. You've I, never seen any of the Creed films. I haven't seen any of the three, but I really want. I've always wanted to. And you guys invited me to see the movie. And a, I hadn't seen the first two. B, we were getting hit with a massive snowstorm that night, and I just said, you know what, guys, not tonight. Yeah, uh, that was quite a wild ride home. That's for it sure. Was for I'm sure. Glad you guys made it home. I parked in the handicap spot because I'm like, I don't want to walk I'm too gonna, far I'm to my car. Report you. Dude. I might have parked on like the sidewalk because I couldn't tell where it was. <laughs> Pretty much. Dang. Uh, yeah, I I want to see them. Um, I mean, I think I understand the gist. He fights him and then he wins. Yeah, but dude, that's <laughs> the the best part in the movie. There's like this odd tension between these guys. Mm-hmm. Um because they're like old buddies. Yeah, yeah, they're like childhood friends and childhood uh, like friends. me and Sean. Sure. Which one am I, David? Am I Thanos or am I Creed 3? That doesn't even make any sense. I don't know how to answer your questions ever. <laughs> 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 um, but no, the the basis of the movie is just his buddy. I want to ruin it. He got his buddy arrested. Like they they Do were. Do you want to know? Here's what I got from the trailer. Okay, they did a crime together. His buddy got caught. He didn't. His buddy went to prison. He becomes this rock star boxer who's a multimillionaire. His buddy just got out of prison. Did you see this movie ticked. without telling us? <laughs> and I saw the trailer. Oh, my gosh. So his buddy gets out of prison. And he's like, you don't remember me? Come on, man. And he's like, oh, my gosh, you're that guy from all the time ago. It was so many ago. And then he's like <laughs> ticked because he's like, I've been in prison doing nothing but hard drugs and working out. And I'm ready to rock your ish, dog. I don't know where he got all those steroids in prison. So then he starts boxing professionally. He's rising up the ranks. He kills a guy accidentally in the ring that is exactly what I thought was going to happen dang behold this is the part where we get into spoilers well I guess we'll never know except, so he, except been... he doesn't kill a guy in the ring that doesn't happen oh but actually he... can we talk real quick David you guys can tell me I don't care. how in the world um, the, the guy he fights is Felix and then the, the uh, Jonathan Major's character is Damien how in the world, in the great blue earth that yeah. God created, is Felix and Damien in the same weight class? I was thinking that. I think they just Felix went with it. Felix is like a hundred pounds lighter. Right. Dang. Who's Felix? So this movie, it starts off, it makes it very clear. Creed had his last fight. He's done. Mm. He has retired. Um, he retired champ. He uh, He's had every belt under the sun. Mm. Um. And he has started his own school of boxers now. Where oh, it's true. his gym and he's helping the next generation. Classic. So he's raising boxers up, teaching them everything he knows. Mm-hmm. And one of his boxers is the new champ. Mm. So he's been pouring into this guy. And it's now a business where he's trying to get the big fights. And right. he has Showtime paying him. They they have like a cool little... Uh, uh, you like it? You Before it? every big fight, like Showtime will do like a mini... 10 minute documentary and they actually have something like that in the movie yeah oh. it's like an actual documentary a showtime documentary of michael or uh creed um adonis. with his yeah adonis donnie um with his fighter and stuff but um uh, his buddy gets out of jail mm-hmm. what's his name damien 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 gets out of jail and just shows up at his gym one day and he's like yo who are you he's like y'all remember me and then th- there's this weird tension where you know you can't trust Damien mm-hmm. 
But there's this weird conflict within Creed, within Adonis, where something happened, and throughout the movie you find out what happened, um, but Adonis feels guilty of what happened. Mm-hmm. And there's this, this odd thing where his buddy almost wants Adonis to help him out, mm-hmm. um, and Adonis feels like he has to. Right. So Adonis basically says, like, dude, come to my gym. Like, we'll get you, you know, we'll get you sparring. You know, we'll get you back in. And he's like, wow, you do that for me? And he's like, yeah, man, you know, I I take care of you. You're my family. And he's like, all right. So he's in the boxing uh, job. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) And uh, he's his champion is sparring everybody, but beating the crap out of everyone. Mm -hmm. So Adonis is like, this guy's beating everybody we put in the ring. He's like, I'm going to have my old buddy Damien. Like, I'm doing him a favor and I need someone in there. So, right. yeah, we'll have him in there. So they spar and uh, you can tell like Damien's like getting a little upset that this is the champ. And the whole story is right in the beginning. It's them as kids. And Damien is the amateur champ. They like go to this underground fight place. And yeah, Damien, like a teenager, he's already boxing. And yeah. And he's it. like the man. Um and Adonis was there, like, you know, putting his gloves on, and he was his man out uh, outside the ring. And he said, you know, Donnie, when I get big enough, you know, we're going to make it, and I'm going to be the champ. We're going to be the, I'm going to be the biggest fighter in the whole world, and you're going to be right there with me. And, like, it's this whole thing of this guy's dream is to be the champ. Right. And then something happens. Um, Donnie gets into a fight at a liquor store, and Damien pulls a gun on someone. Mm. The cops show up. Donnie runs oh. and Damien gets taken away for 18 years Big and Damien all he did was stand up for Donnie and went to jail for it right so Adonis has this conflict in him of like I ran away right and he did time so he comes out of jail and Creed is everything he ever wanted to be right you know he's he taught Damien taught Adonis how to fight mm. so he's like you're a coward Mickey <laughs> So like there, there's this like facade in Damien right when he gets out of jail where it's like this like buddy buddy but you know you can't really trust him right it's like a odd like there's like tension there because he went to jail because of him right so Donnie runs you know whatever he gets away um, he doesn't go to jail so he becomes a star um, Damien is sparring and basically he goes to Creed after and he's like dude I'm I want a chance to give me fight. a shot. Give, give me, me a, a shot, shot at the title because yeah. he can see Donnie Adonis is calling all the shots. Right, this heavyweight uh, title is being fought on this day. I've got the two biggest fighters. He's like getting everything together to right. make the money, and Damien sees that and he's like, "I want my title shot." And he's like, mm-hmm. "Dude, you're not even a boxer. You just came out of jail. I can't do that." Right, and he's like, "Listen, I'm getting older. I have no time. I can't be boxing trying to make my way up. I'm already older. I already right. did my time." I'm ready now. Right. Do something about it. So it's like this odd, like Damien's starting to become more and more like aggressive with this. Right. His dream of being a boxer. And Donnie's like, okay. So Adonis has his champ, Felix, set up to fight the guy he fought in the second movie, the Russian. Oh. Drago. So Drago. Drago's son. Yeah, Drago's son. Yeah. So not to ruin anything, but I'm totally going to. In the second movie, uh, he fights Drago's son. He right. beats him. Drago's uh, son 
he is completely abandoned by his family for losing the fight. Mm. He's not like welcome back to Russia. And right. So it's kind of cool in this movie. You see Donnie took him in and he's like the gotcha. man in his school. And, um, but yeah, redemption. So, yeah. A redemption arc. So you've got Felix versus the Russian. Um, and it's going to be the biggest fight ever. And, mm-hmm. Um, they have like a giant party, like pre-fight party. And he invites Damien like, dude, come to the party, you know, meet my wife, meet, you know, all the people. Let's get you caught up in the world again. Sure. So at this party, Damien is just like right before the party. Actually, let me mention Damien and Felix are sparring and Felix starts like running his mouth on Damien a little. Mm-hmm. Damien just like, pr- like prison mode activates. Oh my. And he just starts beating on Felix and actually like dirty like elbows him and like cuts his face I think I, I can't remember exactly but he does something everyone's like dude what are you doing that's our champ you can't do that you're here to help him not right and he's just like I told you I wanted my shot at the title mm. and he's just like you can see it coming undone where he's just like this this menace he is and he's scary once he comes out dang so this pre-fight bef- between the Russian and Felix um, this at this party, some guy jumps the Russian and breaks his arm with a pipe so he can't fight. Mm. Yeah, Damien's boy. Exactly. There is that was like the big plot twist of like he, later on, Adonis finds out that's Damien's buddy from jail, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What the heck?" So, long story short, he basically convinces Felix like, "Fight my buddy Damien, just beat him." Mm-hmm. Just he it's we're going to get a lot of views on it because this guy just got out of jail. He used to be an amateur boxer. It's yeah, like they only sin- have like a few days or a few weeks for the fight. They got to fill a spot. Yeah, now, they right. had to fill a spot. He, and he just like manipulates Felix into doing it mm-hmm. for Damien. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the fight happens. Damien gets his chance in front of the whole world. And Damien is dirty at boxing. Like he mm. when the ref's not looking, he's doing stuff he shouldn't. And uh, he actually like he. It's it's really cool because Michael B. Jordan directed this. This I think right. this is his first movie, right? His directorial ba- debut. Yeah. What a goat. So he took a lot of I his... I mean, anybody that's watched this show knows we love ourselves a good Michael B. Jordan. We love him. He's we, want, great. we think he should be Superman. <sighs> Superman. Yeah. Plural. Yes. So, <laughs> all of them. So anyway, <laughs> Adonis sets up this fight and uh, they fight. Whatever. I got mm-hmm. to that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Felix and Mare fighting and Michael B. Jordan took influence from anime mm. for his fights. So they're like hyper dramatic and like super like nice. over swinging and stuff like that. And every punch is like accompanied with the sound effect of like an explosion or a grenade going right. off basically. Oh my gosh. Um, I got to see this movie, but it's really cool. Uh, uh, Damien does something really dirty and tries to basically like break this guy's shoulder Yikes. when the ref's not looking. And throughout the whole fight, it's Damien focusing on his shoulder and like hurting it mm-hmm. over and over, like not in a, not in a healthy way, <laughs> I guess you could say, not in like a, by the rules, right? you know, he's hurting his shoulder. And then there comes a point where he can see his bicep is starting to get really like red and like he did something to his shoulder. Mm-hmm. So he just keeps dirty, sh- you know, taking, taking dirty shots at him. He ends up knocking Felix like down and puts him uh, on a stretcher and taken right to the hospital. Ooh. And like Don- Adonis is at court or courtside, ringside, and he's like, "What the heck, man? Like that was the dirtiest fight I've ever seen." Mm-hmm. But he got away with it. Mm. Um, so he won the title. 
Damien got the title. So then Adonis has to step in. So it's this, it's this whole thing where there's this conflict within Adonis and his wife is trying to talk to him, but he doesn't know how to communicate. And he's just like, he doesn't talk. He doesn't want to talk about it. Remember just, how we were in talking about in quantum mania, how frustrating it is Yeah, when Michelle Pfeiffer's character doesn't want to tell her family what she did that she regrets. Right. But this is in this one. It makes a little bit more sense. It's, it's so much better. <laughs> it's it's so much better. He finally is like coming to grips with it and like learning to like talk to his wife about it. And he's so angry. And and this is the best part of the whole movie. And I've never it, again. I just talked to that guy about how I like lightsabers. I like the big fancy thing, whatever. <laughs> In this, it was the dialogue between him and his wife that I was like, this is the best part of the whole movie. Dang. I've never said that about any movie where there's like dialogue that I like. I don't know. It's always sure. the action. But there's a part where he's telling her what happened in his childhood he's telling her like damien he he went and spoke to damien about it and he's like dude like he went to meet him after the fight and damien was with his new clique mm. of people prison game. and uh some guy like goes to stop adonis and Adonis just <laughs> knocks him out <laughs> so awesome <laughs> he just knocks him out and then goes up to him and was like dude what was that like that's yeah. not how you fight and then he basically tells him like what do you know get out of my face and then he actually like punches him damien punches him and knocks him to the ground mm. and says are you gonna run basically because mm. he ran away oh my god yeah, 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 so yeah. it's this big like adonis ran away he's not a fighter mm -hmm. it, like in terms of like their relationship he ran away from him. he abandoned him mm. hey don't so, run from the lord can't. so yeah damien becomes the title champ and uh, he's talking to his wife and he's like, he just like sent my champ to the hospital. My other Russian guy, he broke his arm. He had his buddy break his arm. Right. Um, and she's just like, well, you know what you have to do? And he's Shoot like. Shoot him. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's like, he's talking to her. It's the best part of the whole movie. He's talking to her and he's just like. <sighs> and they just get quiet and she's like, you know what you got to do? And he's like. I know what I gotta do. And then it's J. Cole with the rap coming in. It's just the jump cut, just jump cut to the it training is, montage. It is literally like no time is wasted. He's just like, I know what I gotta do. And then it's just training montage. He's getting back into it. It's J. At Cole. The shooting range. That's <laughs> <laughs> awful. But no, I thought it was sick. It wasn't cheesy. It was the it was an awesome moment where he was betrayed by right. this guy. But he betrayed that guy back right. then. And it was just this moment of like, all right, guess it's the Thanos. Guess I'll do it myself. Mm, gauntlet. So time. he just trained. years. He's going to get back into the ring. Yeah. Dang. And dude, the J. Cole rap that plays while he is. <laughs> I don't know if it was the Dolby that was making the oh, song that much better. Man. But I mean, there's a lyric in there about like Wakanda, like nod to like Killmonger. Mm. But dude. Oh, and then it shows Damien training. Do they talk about Human Torch? No. Do they talk about Chronicle? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dang. But snubbed. Yeah, the training sequences, dude. Kang, Jonathan Majors. That the dude's dude freaking is a yoked. unit, man. He is yoked out of his mind. This, yeah. This was one of the best parts of the movie. Damien loves I, a good yoke. Yeah. Damien, freaking rip. High in cholesterol. Adonis Creed. Yo Creed has like the most unrealistic body I've ever seen in my life. He's the most like <laughs> petite, but nothing but muscle. Right. 
So like his shoulders are just like balls, yeah. and then it's like stick figure, and then his biceps are like, mm. it's like so weird. But, Very Dragon Ball Z. But yeah, so he even made his physique like anime. Good. But yeah, they get somebody good. <laughs> they get into their main fight. You know, it's in Dodger Stadium. They fight. What? They fight. fight. But this is where I don't know. I'm gonna ask Sean if he liked this or not. But Michael B started getting very artistic with yeah, the fight. Yeah, it, it gets very stylized. Mm. Um, it's like straight up anime CGI. Um, they do a couple fights normal, like the other movies, and then the third round, it just turns into like, he pushes Damien up against the uh, uh, ropes, ropes yeah. and the ropes turn into the prison cell. And he's like against his prison mm. cell. And it's just like this super over dramatic fight sequence. Actually, what's kind of cool about that, I actually did, to answer your question, I love that. Um, because what's another cool f- feature is they're fighting in a giant stadium, but in that moment, the the stadium disappears. Right. And it's like they're just fighting against a giant black backdrop like all of us are. And, oh. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, like I think the crowd, the sound of the crowd cheering goes out. Right. The music might go out too. And it's just them fighting each other. And like it gets really intense because mm. like, man, these guys hate each other so much. Dang. And they're fighting over it bad. But it was really cool. Stylistically, I loved that. Also, yeah. there's there's some pretty pretty good use of slow motion in this movie. Yeah. Like where uh, you know, you not only they're fighting, but not just like slow-mo getting punched, but like an opponent swings and then it like gets to super slow-mo, and then the you know, the character like notices, okay, that's the that's the opportune moment to hit him in the rib, you know. Yeah, that I thought that part was awesome. So they don't do that in Creed 1 or 2? No. Nope. Who directed those ones? Did Sylvester? I don't know. I, th- I think Sylvester wrote the first one. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not By sure the way, in the this movie, one. no reference, no no presence, and maybe one very offhand reference to Rocky. Yeah. Gotcha. Not so cool. that's, <laughs> that's... You know what? It's it's 2.9 out of 5. Or d- whatever I say. It's 3.9 out of 5. Well, I was going to say... 3.9 is different. <laughs> if that's... If that's uh, true and you guys really like that style and that's like the first time they've done that taps off to Michael B because how many Rocky movies were there? Six. Six. And now this is the third Creed movie. So you've got nine boxing movies in this franchise. It's like how many times can you do the big epic fight? Right. you got to switch that. it up. I was thinking that. He's going to get knocked down and it's just going to be this like five Right. Six. And he's like trying to get up and it's like he looks over at his daughter who he has a daughter who's deaf. Oh, so, man. So it's this father story, too. I love him dealing story. with that. Um, and He'll they do cry. like sign language to He'll each cry other. When you see it, watch. You will. Dude, I'll cry every day of my life. OK, good. But Stop I me. thought for sure he's going to be down on the ground looking over at his daughter and she's going to sign language to him. It's going to be like super don't dramatic. Die. <laughs> Dad, don't give up. But it didn't happen. It was honestly, I felt like the fight. The end fight was very quick. Mm. It wasn't the biggest part of the movie, I felt like. But um, well, I'll say this: the prob I I really did enjoy the movie. You yeah. at home, internet at home, tell them. I liked the movie. I'm so happy. So don't don't think I'm Uh-oh. don't think I'm What's um, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. What's he gonna say? But the problem I had with Creed three is the same problem I had with Creed one and two, and then at no point does Adonis Creed feel like the underdog. In fact, I was telling Tyler and Dave when we saw the movie afterwards, I said, you know, if you think about it, he always is the one fighting the underdog. 
<laughs> like in the first Creed movie, you know, the big, you know, he gets, he's already rich. He comes from a rich family. He's right. got legacy and he doesn't have anything to prove, but he feels like he's got to prove it anyway. And he's driving a super nice car. He so arrogantly bets it on a, some lame fight in the sparring match and loses and embarrasses himself, loses the car. The The bad guy he fights in that movie is some guy who is already a champion and then is going to jail for some things he did. So I'm going to fight him before he goes to jail. And it's like, and then in Creed 2, he fights Drago's son, who's like, you know, living poor in Russia right. and is like training with his dad in the snow. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, in any other movie, Apollo uh, Adonis Creed would be the villain. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And especially in this movie, because honestly, by the end of it, I felt so much more empathy for Damien than Donnie. I was <laughs> no. kind of rooting for Damien in the end. Dang. But that honestly, that also is because Jonathan Majors is just like incredible in that movie. Yeah. He does a good job. For sure. Flash to the scene from The Office where Michael Scott says, Show me a man you trust, and I will show you a black man I trust more. <laughs> Pam. Uh, my, my dad. dad. <laughs> Apollo Creed. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Classic. That's true. Um, well, that sounds great, guys. No, it's a great movie. I want to see all three. I, I'm a big fan of the Rocky movies, and I just never... I don't know what... You know what's on my list? It's just on my freaking list. I think where Sean, where can I stream the Creed of Sins? Um, your sister's house. She's probably got them on Blu-ray. Mm. I mean, what's Showtime? Probably not because Showtime was in the movie. I'm guessing know. they're related. I think Showtime is Showtime. Not, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to Google it on the Googleplexes once my phone charges. Yeah, those are that's a great trilogy. Yeah, I want to see them. Yeah, they're good. I, I just wish, and a part of me wishes there's, I hope there's a fourth Creed movie because I, I, I want to like the lead character. I just feel like he hasn't been brought down low enough to like, to something he's got to climb his way out of. It's also, it's also interesting that he is retired and done. How old is Michael B. Jordan? 30. 30 How old was, was Sylvester Stallone when they made the first Rocky? older by like 38 well so, that's what makes rocky so good is he's like a bum i mean he is right. he's a he's literally a, a henchman that daredevil would beat up in a hallway yeah and it's a movie about him desperately trying to get redemption and like <laughs> make something of himself i guess that's the most surprising part about listening to you break it down is like he's already retired like what yeah <laughs> it was like a weird time jump right in the beginning huh? hey you go out on a high man which was sweet that beginning this dude, this movie's so good. I'm gonna see every it. part of it. That's there's like, it. there's a beginning go fight. It. It's his last fight, and it shows the whole fight, and he is like losing, mm. like he's not winning in any means, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's fighting the guy in every round. He's like finding this guy's fight pattern, and the guy is beating the crap out of him, mm-hmm. and he's just taking it, and then it like slows down where he he dodges a punch. And he sees his ribs. That was super anime. Super like slow motion and stuff. But then he just like the the bell rings for the next round and he just sits in his corner. And then the next round, same thing. He's fighting the guy, does the same thing, sees his ribs, and he's like, all right. And then they're like, yo, Donnie, this is like you're losing. Right. What are you doing? And he's like, I got him. Don't worry. No, he says, you know, he says to him, he looks at him, he goes, checkmate. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. He does. <laughs> okay. And you find out later why he says that. Because that was what his, that's what Damien would say. So when, yeah, when he was a teenager, when they fighting. were young, 
and Damien's fighting someone amateur in the amateur league or whatever, he would look at uh, Donnie. young Donnie and say, checkmate. And then he'd knock the guy out. Dang. So I thought for sure in their end fight, they didn't do they it. They were gonna look at each other across the ring and one of them was gonna say, like, checkmate. checkmate. Although you but, know what they did do in that final fight that was pretty good? It. They totally did the again, pretty anime, like Dragon Ball Z, where they both Punch each other at the same exact yeah, time. They both and, connect and both mm. <laughs> knock each other down. That is same time. Anime. That's pretty cool. But good stuff. Yeah. And then it, in that beginning fight, he finally has a moment where he gets that one, and then boom, knocks the guy out and wow. wins the fight. And it's just like it was great. It was really cool to see. I'm the final see thought it. I have is that the character Felix. I, my understanding is he's played by a real boxer. I, I'm fine with his performance. I'm fine with the character. I just think that the movie didn't do a very good job of making him likable. Because a couple things. One, right. he's supposedly heavyweight champion. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not a heavyweight <laughs> Are you champion. Are talking about Felix? Yeah, Felix. Dude, his entry. That's his what entrance. I was going to say. He has, a, he has a terribly ugly chin strap. Yeah, he's, he's kind ugly. of He kind of runs his mouth a lot. He's not a likable guy. He's not a heavyweight, even though supposedly I'm supposed to believe. That's a stretch for me to believe he's a heavyweight champion. However, his walkout was the best thing I've ever seen. Dude, dang. It was nuts. <laughs> okay, don't spoil it for me, because I will see the movie. You won't? Uh, no, actually, I, you know what, bro, you've seen, you saw, I was listening to one of our ep- uh, old episodes recently. That's yeah. right. You finished Andor? You said I you did. Were, you finished Shang-Chi? I did. Yeah, there I honestly don't know if I'm going to watch Eternals, because all I've heard is just crap. Until they the next fight. movie, they make a reference to Eternals, and it's like, you better go see it, Austin. So I probably should see it. Just watch the last, go on Disney Plus and watch the last 30 minutes of it. That's all you need. Uh, I can do that. I actually had a dream the other night where. It was Eternal. I, you were Eternal. It's so funny. I had a dream I had a dream where somebody released a super edited down version of Eternals and just like cut out. 90% of the movie and it was just like a little bit of the beginning a little bit of the middle and then some of the end nice. scrolling through Disney Plus in your dream oh wow someone edited Eternals <laughs> yeah, it's weird dream. maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's it was a maybe it happened so I could tell you that you should just watch the last 30 minutes of the wow. movie God's plan God's plan God's will God wills it I'm so glad that you had that dream Sean this is the way this is the way say David you son of a gun <laughs> this is the way nice all right, well, I promised uh, the viewers at home, and by viewers at home, I mean uh, you guys before we start recording, <laughs> that I would I would open up one of these packs, because it's still my birthday, and uh, I would find out Perpetually. if uh, we were going to have a good episode or, good episode or not. Um, and so we this will determine whether or not this was a good episode. I feel like it was a good episode. Well, no, that's you have to oh, wait. It actually doesn't matter. We're just going to go straight to the, the rare to see what I got. Skip to, to the rare. The, the fun part. I'm gonna guess it's some kind of crab. I wish. Dude, I, um, I could kill a man for a crab ragoon right now. Oh my gosh, look at that. I got three rares. Dang. Well, it must be my birthday. I don't know how uh, valuable three rares. These are, uh, there's uh, three of us here, and that means it's a good episode. That means it's rare. <laughs> that means you, you better spend extra time editing this one and put super special elements into it. Ready? Kang! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, once uh, Barbara Streisand, Ultra Lord from Jimmy News, Jonathan Stamos, <laughs> Brain Blast. <laughs> um, actually, when we were walking out of the theater, I realized, dude, actually, if they have a Killmonger versus Kang scene in uh, Secret, Secret Wars, Wars, 
Oh, they have to be way into it if it's just those guys. No, it'll just be Adonis versus Damien. And then just like Secret Wars is everything. Yeah, just like take the fight scene and then just like CG the costumes on it. But actually turn it into anime, like hardcore. Well, there you go. Dude, that's what they're going to do. I was, uh, I like the movie. Good to hear. Dude, it's so good. Sean got three rares. We liked the movie. We all thought, Sean thought Mandalorian was whelming, which, hey, that's a positive. I wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't underwhelmed. I was whelmed. Moderately whelmed. Yeah. On a scale of one to whelmed, you were a seven. Now what? <laughs> Someone had to go. Someone had to die. Well, that's going to wrap up episode 33 of the best nerd podcast in the galaxy. If you made it this far, wow. Congrats. You're a legend. We thank you for your viewership. If you're listening on Spotify, uh, hit that five-star review. If you have not yet seen our videos on YouTube, you're an idiot because Sean spends a lot of hours editing. Hold the phone. I said what I said. All right. You morons out there. (laughs) Sean spends a lot of time and effort editing these videos, and he makes them look really good. So I would suggest popping it on the old TV or on your laptop or smart device and watching the YouTube video of us ramble. Uh, That's the best way to get your 99 Nerds content. So we thank you for your viewership. We ask you to comment. Have you seen Creed 3? Have you seen the other Creeds? Watch them. What's your prediction for Mando Season 3? What do you think of Sean's pack? You didn't even show us the cards, you chat. Oh my gosh. Show us the rares. Um, okay. I got Jor Kadin, first Gold Warden. Um, the alternate art. Actually, the full alternate art. Uh, Rhea nice. R- Ivor, Bane of Bladehold. Oh my also gosh. Also alternate art. Wait, and wait a second. The and the seed core. Go back to the second one. Did that thing have multiple legs? Uh yeah, she's a uh, she's a spider. How many legs? She's a later. She's a <laughs> She's a f- uh, spider lady. Uh, eight legs? No, not that I Six? can see. I don't want to. I don't want to have to sit there. And well, I'm going to take that as a win with the crab ragoon prediction. Oh, that's right. Good job, Austin. Take that, Magic the Gathering. I am the magic. It'll take it. So thank you for watching. That's right, Chuck. Like, comment, subscribe. Let's get to 99 subscribers so we can do a face We're reveal. We're so close. If all you, if you would just make your mom subscribe, dude. Make your mama's uh, uh, account. Do you have a little sister? She has YouTube. Make sure. her subscribe. Yeah, this is a family-friendly show. Do Sean, you have a brother-in-law? Sean might make have to him subscribe. Edit a few things in this particular episode. Things got a little spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said shiz once. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what do we? Are we gonna drop merch at ninety-nine subscribers? <laughs> oh my gosh! Maybe a trucker hat. Maybe a dad hat, since we like talking about all these family father shows. I'm really nervous about the face reveal. Well, <laughs> I, gotta, gotta, <laughs> I gotta get a haircut. Same. Uh, thank you for watching. This has been episode 93. <laughs> 30, <not> it. <laughs> 33 of 99 Nerds. That's gonna do it. Peace! <laughs> <laughs>